Hello, this is Tiara. Hello, this is Allie. And this is the Goddess Vibration. Welcome, you guys, to another episode. So we did conclude our trauma series. Um, we finished off on talking about the rejection wound. And my story was pretty interesting, so I'm curious to see how you guys respond to that. Um, but overall, we can't really tell <laughs> whether you guys care about trauma. I just feel like in comparison to some of the other episodes, there just was not the same interest, which is fine. Like, you know, you guys tell us what you like. It's just, it would have been great if, like, you know, more people cared about healing that kind of thing. Because it's so significant and so many of us are afflicted by it. But, hey, we're here to cater to you guys. That we are. I understand yeah. what I understand what Tiara is saying, but trauma can be pretty dark. No, it is, and you know, like obviously, if you're wanting to be uplifted, you're not going to want to hear a podcast episode about your childhood sucking. So, <laughs> like, <laughs> so I get it. I, I definitely get it. You know, um, but it is that series in particular is a really great resource if you guys are on a specific healing journey and you want you know, some additional recommendations. Um, we're going to create that as a, uh, oh my God, what's it called? Let me calculate. Um, I was going to make it uh I don't playlist. know where you're going with this. Oh, there, that's where you're going with this. So we're going to turn that into a, a separate playlist and it should be accessible on our website. So those particular episodes will be listed together on the website if you want to listen to that. Um, at some point, you know, later down the line. But it is a fantastic resource for those who, you know, are wanting a different direction when it comes to healing. So please do take advantage of those episodes if you are looking for some guidance in regards to inner childhood wounding. And I just want to lastly note about this is that everyone has inner child wounding and we didn't mean to bring so much darkness into the podcast. I, we just really wanted to bring awareness in. But I understand if, you know, compared to some of our other episodes that are more popular, we we get it, right? Like, you guys want to come and, like, kind of detach from everyday life. And trauma is not that. No, it really isn't. So I, I totally and completely understand, like, you know, if perhaps that series wasn't as popular. Um, so that's why we are switching gears on this episode, and we're going to talk about tarot and divination. We're probably going to mostly focus on tarot because that's what me and Ali know best, but tarot is super, super interesting, and there are different ways to really get into tarot and take advantage of it and I don't think a lot of people really know how to do that effectively especially if you're just getting started or perhaps you're an amateur or you're still learning um, there is so much to tarot so we're going to dive into tarot and share a little bit about how we've used tarot and about how we got into tarot because this is going to be really interesting and I think this is going to be a fun episode We also might briefly talk about dowsing as another divination tool because I know that's really popular. I see a lot of people either getting into dowsing or I see a lot of um, 
on spiritual TikTok, there's a lot of posts of people dowsing. So we might touch on it. Well, we probably will just touch on it just for those curious minds. You know, I've seen a lot of those dowsing videos, like the lives, the TikTok lives. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've seen a lot They're of that. really popular. Yeah. It's so funny because I could never get dowsing to work for the love of me. I don't know what it was. You know, like different divination tools work differently for different people. Um, but for whatever reason, I could never get that off the ground. Allie was able to make it work successfully. So, you know, obviously she'll have more to share about that. Absolutely. But let's get into tarot because that's what we said that we were going to talk about first. My experience with tarot has kind of been an on and off thing. Like my mother did have a tarot deck, but I didn't know that that's what it was. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't know that that's what it was, but I used to like just play with cards and just pull cards. I didn't really know what any of it meant because I didn't have the book and I didn't study tarot but I just really enjoyed playing cards when I was a kid and so I mean anything that was a deck so I was somewhat familiar but I didn't know what any of the cards meant until Kiara when was I out in Arizona like three years ago four years ago 2020 oh god yeah I think it was like it was before COVID wasn't it? No, it was during COVID. Oh, was it? Okay, it would yeah. have been 2020. It was 2020. And Tiara had her tarot deck, and I was like, hey, I know what that is. And so it's like I reintroduced myself to tarot like while I was at visiting Tiara. And I still didn't really know what the cards meant, but she was just like, we should go get you a deck. And so like we drove to the store and I just kind of picked a deck intuitive I really like like vibrant beautiful colors and so it was a traditional Raider weight but it was very like vibrant colors it was a really beautiful deck and we brought it back to Tiara's house and I was just like so what am I doing and she was like well people do spreads like Spreads are really popular, but, like, a lot of people will start with something easy, like, past, present, future. And I don't even think we did any of that. Tiara was just like, I just kind of pick up the cards, and I just start shuffling and ask it a question. And then cards will either jump, meaning that the cards will, like, pop out on its own as you're shuffling. Or you can, you know, fan the cards and pick random cards or you can cut the deck. There's like a million ways to do this, you guys, and we'll get into more specifics as we talk about tarot. But for me, it was just, I asked the question, um, we split the deck, and then I pulled the top card. And I will say (laughs) learning tarot is really hard because there's 78 cards, right? There's 78 cards. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, so I believe there's uh, 15. Yeah, yeah, 15 majors and the rest are minors. No, there's 22 majors. Okay, I'm sorry. 22 majors and the rest are minors. Yeah, okay. So <laughs> it's a lot of cards to memorize every meaning because tarot, what makes tarot so difficult is that 
there's general meaning meanings for all of the cards but once you know the general meaning of that card then you have to intuit what the card's actually really trying to tell you and i surprisingly just was a natural with it yes i was too and i think i started off watching tarot videos on tiktok which are so addicting, especially if you're on a twin flame journey. Oh my God, those love readings. <laughs> hours and hours of time wasted watching that shit, but <laughs> it was very entertaining. Um, and at some point, I just like woke up and I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to get a tarot deck. So I went and got a tarot deck. Um, and then I, I enrolled in like this online learning program because they have these learning programs for tarot where it's like, you can enroll and then like they'll kind of teach you how to learn the cards and like give you tips and tools and tricks and I enrolled in one for like maybe I was in it for like two months and then once I felt more comfortable I disenrolled and just kind of started you know trying to memorize the general meanings and the way I did it is I would pick a card each day I think I focused on the majors I would pick a major each day and then reflect on its meaning for the rest of the day and then try to assign examples to it. Um, and that was actually really, really helpful. That helped a lot. I thought you but, did that with the whole deck. No, I focused on the majors because there was oh. too many cards. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the majors are, you know, they're, they're the cards that signif- signify significant, you know, events in your life or events tied to your destiny in some kind of way. So I, I did focus on that. And then I, when you're doing tarot regularly, you get better at it. It's when you fall off that you kind of start to lose a little bit of it. And I, I see a lot of people that because tarot is so daunting, they get started and then eventually they just get overwhelmed and then they stop and the, set the cards to the side and never pick them up again. And I think that's unfortunate because there is so much value that you can get from tarot and I know myself I got so much value out of tarot especially when it came to boosting my self-awareness or trying to unravel things that I didn't quite understand or trying to gain clarity about a situation I got so much from tarot and I sort of just decided that this is it was something I really enjoyed and I just gradually started adding more and more and more cards <laughs> to my collection. So I think at this point I have, oh gosh, I have not counted all the cards I have. I want to say maybe 28 cards, but that includes tarot and oracle decks. Um, I really only have actually like maybe four or five tarot decks because I like very specific tarot. So I'm kind of like Allie. Like I do like vibrant, colorful decks. But I really, really like the traditional Raider weight imagery. So for those of you guys who aren't familiar, that's the imagery that you see on the traditional old school tarot cards. That um, artistry that goes back thousands and thousands of years. It's called the Raider weight traditional deck. And it's the most, it's probably the most common and it's the artistry that you'll see the most. I prefer the traditional artistry, but I, I do like cards that kind of put their own artistic spin on it, but, but, but by maintaining the same um, art 
or like symbology in each of the cards, if that makes sense. I don't know if I followed that. <laughs> so, okay, so you know how the Raider Waite, it's got that traditional imagery. Yeah. Um, you know, you see the, the Two of Cups, for example, it's just the people standing there and there's a man and a woman and they've got the, they're each holding a cup, they're facing each other. You've got the angel in the background and the caduceus. So, and Raider Waite, that Two of Cups is always going to look that way in that specific, you know, design or art form. Now, I like that, and I want my Two of Cups to look like that, but I'm open to different artistic spins on it. So maybe, you know, it shows a hetero a homosexual couple there, but they're still holding the Two Cups and they're facing each other, or maybe it's a biracial couple there but they're still facing each other and holding the two cups like that's what i mean when i say i, I like a traditional symbology but i'm willing and open to accept different artistic spins on it does that help yes thank you you're welcome that's what i'm here for <laughs> i was like i wasn't following that person i actually know what you meant because i know you but if I was a listener, I probably would have been like, yeah, I have no idea where she just went there. So I don't know if you guys are familiar with the artist Matt Hughes. Um, he's got a couple tarot decks and his style is Art Nouveau. And oh my God, I'm obsessed. It is so freaking beautiful. And he's got, I, I think this one was his, the Golden Art Nouveau, um, which is one I have. And then he's got an Art Nouveau, and then a, uh, it's like a, a moon, a moon Art Nouveau, Luna Art Nouveau, and it's, it's absolutely gorgeous, and the deck kind of has like that shimmer, or like that, um, that rainbow shimmer, shimmer to it, and the symbology is the same, but he's got a different artistic spin on it, and there's a lot of diversity, and I love that. So that's my deck right now. That's the one I'm obsessed with. That's the one that I'm using the most. Um, but ultimately, when it comes to choosing a deck, you do want to choose it intuitively. You want to choose a deck that you're drawn to and that you feel a connection to. Because honestly, every time you get, whether it's an oral, oracle deck or a tarot deck, every time you get a new set of cards to divinate with, you're going to want to connect to the deck. Uh, what I mean by that is that it's it's not just an intuitive connection that you have with the cards, but it's just trusting that the cards are going to work for you and your best and highest good. Now, I have gotten cards that I did not feel that way about, and I didn't choose them intuitively because, you know me, I like pretty things. So oftentimes I have chosen decks that were just pretty and then tried to use them and just felt no connection. That will happen. That's a real thing. It's a real phenomenon. Uh, and I think I gave one of my decks to, to Allie for that reason. You did. Yes. It's, a, it's an awesome deck, too. No, it's gorgeous. It's I don't absolutely gorgeous. use it enough. I should use it more. Here's another thing about tarot decks <laughs> that Tiara and I both have experienced, because we both have multiple decks. Like, I think Tiara said that she has 28. I think we're, like, tied. I think I also have, like, 28 decks. But you want to know what? That's... Like, this is a side note. This is moderate because I have Google 
like just out of pure curiosity like on average how many decks do people have and so i think like it came up on like a quora um thread and some people were like oh my god i have 400 decks what are you doing with 400 decks i was like what do you do with 400 decks like you can't possibly commit to 400 different decks of cards i don't know i'm just saying so I think like the people who do like heavily do like YouTube readings, I think that they probably have like a close to the hundreds in decks. So it's not abnormal to have multiple decks. TR and I are clearly clearly on the lower end here. But I will say that sometimes, even if you're connected to the deck, when you're asking it questions, you might not get any answers from that deck. And so Tiara and I have both been in situations where we're like, okay, well, let's switch decks. So oh, yeah. pen, yeah, see, <laughs> see, she knows. So pending on like your relationship with the deck, or maybe that deck doesn't want to be asked specific questions, like all this, like kind of shit comes up in tarot and. It is a lot to navigate, so I understand why some people just were like, no, this isn't for me, because tarot is a commitment. Yes, it really is. And honestly, you have to commit to it at least a couple days a week if you really want to get it down and be comfortable with being able to pull a spread and know exactly what the cards are saying to you. And I think a lot of people focus too much on trying to capture and memorize the meaning of each card which isn't necessarily what you have to do. I mean, yeah, it's good to know the general meaning of a card, but you're not meant to like focus on that. You're meant to use your intuition. The meaning of the card is just a starting place. So I know for me, when my tarot divination got better, it was when I leaned more heavily into my intuition as opposed to pulling out the cards and trying to figure out like, okay, what does each card mean? And then trying to come up with an answer. It's more along the lines of, okay, well, I know generally know this card is saying this. What is my intuition saying in regards to that? And that's how you end up getting the answer. Um, so, I mean, that's how it's, it's worked for me. And I do know a lot of times people te- seem to focus way too much on trying to memorize the like formal definition of each card. And that's not necessarily what you have to do. I agree with I agree with you there. Um, I would also say that if you're just starting, don't try to read reversals. Oh, you know what? I di- <laughs> I dived right into reversals. I didn't I did think too. about that. No, yeah. I did too. But I'm also a highly highly intuitive person. So. Um, I rely more on my intuition than I do what the cards are saying to me. Well, yeah. And that's how you're supposed to do it because sometimes, and I've done this where I've pulled cards and intuited something that's not traditionally associated with that card, but it ended up being correct. And sometimes that will happen. So that's why I was saying earlier, not to focus too heavily on trying to memorize the definition of every single card. As long as you, you know, kind of understand the general meaning. That's really all you need. In regards to the reversals, like, I think that's a good idea, Allie, to not, if you're getting started for the, the first time, to not 
create reversals um, because the reversal is essentially like just the opposite of what the upright would say. Um, now there are different websites you can go to, and I've done this where I've like bookmarked websites that have tarot meanings, and I've gone and looked at upright reversals and used that as a starting point. Um, you can do that, but if you're just getting started, it'll be much easier for you if you just focus on getting down the uprights. If something comes up reverse, turn it back upright and try to intuit. It'll help. It will. But that's why I'm just saying if you're just starting and if like if you don't have a strong connection to your intuition and if you're just starting, I wouldn't recommend diving into reversals. Just really kind of focus on the meaning of the cards don't try to memorize it all like tiara said but just focus on the meaning of the cards and then use your intuition to say from the meaning of this card what is my intuition telling me like what does this mean absolutely so so we talked a little bit about some of the things you can do if you're getting started what we recommend if you're getting started I have done the yes, no questions for tarot and getting yes, no responses is a little tricky because sometimes you need to program the deck. So sometimes you need to say to it, okay, I'm going to ask a yes, no, a yes is going to look like this. A no is going to look like this. So for me, what I did is I programmed the deck and I said, okay, if you show me major arcana and they're upright, that's my yeses. If they're reverse, that's my nose. But tarot doesn't always listen. <laughs> so I have asked yes, no questions and actually gotten like minor arcana. Um, for the record, I just side note, different tarot decks have different personalities. I know that sounds insane, but if we know that crystals have different personalities, why can't tarot decks? Like it's an energy, right? Um, my different tarot decks act differently and they respond to question, questions differently, which is why one of the things I think we did initially with Allie is we interviewed the deck. And basically what you're doing is you're just asking questions like, how can I best work with you? What can you tell me about your energy? Um, you know, how can we develop a format that is best for us? That's something that you can do when you get a brand new tarot deck. You're going to want to clear the energy, whether that's saging it or whether that's just, you know, if you use Reiki or anything like that, you can use that to clear the energy of the card, cards, and then interview it. It'll give you some insights. Um, in regards to the yes, no, I started doing it that way. But once I started getting minor arcana for yes, no responses, I started realizing, okay, I'm going to have to intuit the yes for the no. Now, that's relatively advanced. Uh, if you're getting started, I, I wouldn't necessarily recommend that, but this is just an example of some of the different ways that you can use tarot. Yes, those can be tricky. I don't, for, honestly, I always tell anyone who's starting with tarot, stay away from the yes, no questions. Just stay away. Because tarot is actually not really meant for yes, no questions, truthfully. 
Yes, if you're getting started, I, I, I do agree with that. But if you're like me and you're ambitious and you like to dive the fuck in, then like, you know, I, I think it's going to take more than just asking the cards to tell you a yes, no. You're going to have to, again, lean on your intuition. No, I agree with you, but it for just starting, like, because you think, like, yes, no's would be so easy, right? If you're just starting out, you're just like, okay, does, like, does this deck want to work with me? Yes, no. It's like, I had to, like, really kind of, like, figure out how to, and I'm interrupting my own thought here, but I will say that tarot will teach you how to ask open-ended questions yeah i have gotten so good at asking open-ended questions and honestly a lot of people like don't it's it's a skill that's been lost over time and so tarot actually can retrain you and reteach you how to ask open-ended questions and it's actually pretty cool Yes, I always try to lean on if you're trying to figure out how to ask the questions to tarot, who, what, when, where, why type of questions. The only ones that might be tricky are the when ones because that's a different skill that I personally have not mastered. Um, I know that there are some people who will say if you're trying to figure out a time frame or like a future date or even the past, they'll program each of the suits to align with different things. So you've got your cups. Um, you've got the pentacles, you've got the, why is this always so hard? <laughs> Cups, pentacles, pentacles swords, swords, and wands. And wands, yeah. So some people will say, okay, well, wands are weeks, cups are months, pentacles are days, and so on and so forth. Um, again, needing to program the deck so that the deck knows the expectation you have when it comes to getting the answer. So I've seen it done that way. Um, the why is, and ask it comes with an or I'm sorry, the when comes with an asterisk. Again, that's more advanced. I wouldn't recommend diving into that, but starting with like who, what, why. You just are probably don't gonna do be why. No, I said don't do when. Oh. Um, who, what, why, and how, how also are gonna be the ones you're gonna want to start with as far as asking open ended questions. It will vastly improve your skills. I'm telling you. I am like the queen of questions. In our channeling sessions, I have so many questions. And I really like have learned that from like just doing so much tarot. Yeah, I think Allie has a list of like 80 questions right now that we need to channel for. Uh, But yes, no, she's absolutely right. Like the way you ask the question is going to be really significant because I have asked questions and Tarot has sent me on a completely wild goose chase and like to the point where I've gotten frustrated and gone to another deck and then it does the same thing. So sometimes Tarot won't answer the question if it's not something you're meant to know at that time. So tidbit, keep that in mind when you're asking questions that Tarot can sometimes give you answers that are completely out of the ball field. Or Tarot will send you on a wild goose chase, or Tarot will just flat out not answer your question. <laughs> yeah. 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 
Um, Tiara, I I love, I have, Tiara and I love it when that happens. <laughs> I think I have asked questions <laughs> and gotten responses like, oh, you need to focus on loving yourself more. And I'm like, that's not what I fucking asked you. <laughs> like, so sometimes stuff like that will happen. So, um, but ultimately tarot is meant to be something that's for your best and highest good, right? So, I mean, it only makes sense that maybe you'll get responses that don't necessarily answer your question, but are still for your best and highest good. It happens. And then if you really, really want to get advanced with tarot, and I can say that I personally am not even there, but like those cards are actually tied to so many other things. Oh, yeah. Like the tr- the the tree of life. It could be tied to the four elements. It's tied to astrology. Yeah. It is tied to numerology. And so there really is like this whole whole universe of information that's within tarot but like I said some of that unless astrology is your thing or numerology is your thing it's probably more advanced um for me personally I just I'm I don't know much about numerology or astrology I mean I know basics but I mean people can use tarot for like deeper divination than just asking it questions Yes, I've actually used tarot with astrology because the major arcana cards are each tied to a different planet or a different um, astrological sign. So that actually does give a little bit more insight because I know I've asked questions where I pulled a major and I didn't realize or understand the response until I looked into the astrology tied to the card and then it made sense. Um, so for example, just to throw an example out there, I know that the magician, I think the magician is, I think his number is one. I think his card is because full zero. And I think the magician's one. So for example, like the magician is tied to the planet Mercury. And if you know anything about astrology, then Mercury is like communication, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Communication. Um, Fast movements, electronics, um, electricity, right. that kind of thing. So it's like, so if you see the magician and if you're looking at it just like on, okay, what does the magician mean? It could mean something bigger, like, you know, the planet Mercury and communication. And so it's like, if you really want to dive in deeper, this is, this is where tarot can take you if that's the path that you choose to take with tarot. And so there really is like all this mystical information and stuff tied to tarot that's like goes way beyond like, you know, what what is this person's energy today? It really does. And I absolutely love that about tarot because you can tie it to broader things that are helpful for you or that resonate for you. Um, You know, I'm not an astrology expert, but. I know enough that that astrology component of it has been so, so helpful. Now, if you're getting started in cards and you're like, oh my God, tarot is just way over my head. It's like too damn much. I completely understand. It is a lot. I mean, I mean, it's 78 cards you got to study, right? Like you got to at least get the general meaning of each of these 78 cards. So it's a lot. You can also do Oracle. 
And Oracle is different. It's essentially an Oracle deck is a set of cards that have general specific meanings and they're tied to just about any specific topic, right? So they have love Oracle decks. They have guidance Oracle decks. They have um, Oracle decks that are tied to things like star seeds and you know, witches and witchery and you know, other forms of occultish beliefs. I personally am a big fan of the Oracle decks that are love-based or that are offering some type of guidance or wisdom around specific topics. So I have some that are like for women. I think I have one that's like womb wisdom. I have one that's guidance messages for women on the spiritual journey. I think I have one that's like messages from the goddesses. And the thing I love about Oracle decks is that they're so varied and there's like hundreds of thousands of them out there. So you can easily pick an Oracle deck that aligns with your needs, that's beautiful, that resonates, and that gives you the guidance and support that you need. And it does so in a way that's a little bit more easy than it is with tarot, at least in my humble opinion. I think Oracle is easier only because a lot of Oracle decks also come with the book. That's true. That's and huge. And yeah. that is huge because so many tarot decks don't come with a book. And so you have to find like online resources or you have to buy your own book. And like I said, if, when you want to dive deeper, you have to figure out like what cards might be tied to astrology or numerology. And then it's, but Oracle is just like, it's a lot, just it's, a much simpler process it comes with the book and usually the descriptions and the meanings are like it's all there it's like less intuiting it's just it's more user-friendly yes and, i agree and yeah unless there are some decks there are some like especially the ones that are sold on etsy because etsy has beautiful decks oh i love their decks I know <laughs> a lot of them, a lot of them don't come with the book. And so, um, so you really will want to build up your skills when you want to move into those Etsy decks. I like, after I got my first tarot deck, you guys, I think I bought like three Etsy decks and none of them came with just, I uh, came with the book and I was just like, huh, maybe I went in a little over my head here. But, but they were so pretty. They were so pretty. I know. I, it's my weakness. Pretty cards. But I yeah. will say that like a lot of my Oracle decks, things that I'm drawn to, I'm really drawn to like the dream, dream decks. I'm drawn to soul decks, past lives decks, chakra decks. So like a lot of the work that I'm really fascinated with, like Tiara is like, oh, you know, she's really into those love decks and she actually has a love deck I'm obsessed with. <laughs> um, <laughs> but for me, I have always really been drawn to like dreams and the soul and the soul journey and past lives and um, chakras and how, you know, everything's connected to the universe, which if you know who I am, that actually makes a lot of sense for me 
And so that's what I do like in my work with my clients. Like we really dig into like the soul's journey and we do some past life regression and soul integration. And I'm working on some other stuff in regards to timelines and chakras and how we're all connected. And so like if you're into any of this stuff, you can really like teach yourself and really like start like with oracles to set you down a path before you even want to get into tarot because like I said oracle is much more user friendly yes I I actually think that's a good path to start with oracle because at least then you can kind of practice with your intuition a little bit before you dive into tarot now I I didn't do that you know and ultimately that's up to you if that's what makes you more comfortable um but i am in full agreement that oftentimes it is better to start with an oracle deck and i've given oracle decks as gifts for people like their first deck um and i mean you know people seem to have appreciated that but Allie's right that i'm obsessed with the love decks and i have this one that's it's so spicy and it's like it just has like one or two words on it and they'll be like soul tie or like you know passion or like you know chemistry and oftentimes i will pull those if i'm curious about divine counterpart style connections because it tells you a lot it really does um and it's also really entertaining <laughs> it is Depending so on- entertaining tiara oh my God. i was house sitting for tiara and she like went to texas for a week and i just like played with that deck all week while she was gone and I'm like sending her photos (laughs) and I was just like look at this answer for this question and you're just like wow yeah she went to town on that deck and I was like dang girl (laughs) but like yeah the love oracles are a lot of fun and Etsy has some of the most beautiful love oracles I've ever seen um they're expensive though like they're 60 70 bucks easy the deck you have was like 90 that's the only reason why I don't own it people it was 60 at the time and the thing with they do i don't know if this is an etsy thing but they're like limited edition like some of those oracle decks so they'll be on there for a little bit and then they'll sell out and then that's it so i think ali was trying to find that deck later and you couldn't find it Um, and if i could find it it would like shot up to a hundred dollars right so uh etsy is a good place to go to get oracle decks or even tarot decks i've seen some very beautiful tarot decks on there too but another good place is actually Kickstarter that has pretty cool decks too. Because a lot of people are like doing the first launch for their decks. And oftentimes they're just really unique, beautiful designs. Um, so Kickstarter and Etsy are some of the best places, at least in my opinion, to go to get decks. You can also go to a ter- like a divination shop, which is what I think me and Allie did the first time. Yes. Um, if you want to like physically touch the card, if you want to choose it intuitively, that's going to be your route just to go to a divination shop. But if you can't get to one, then you can definitely find some really beautiful decks online. I want to go back to Tara real quick. I want to ask, and I think like I have my theories on it, but I think Tiara has more theories on this, but there is like this, negative sentiment around tarot and like I've even have met people that was like oh no I don't touch tarot it's not my thing but they're obsessed with oracle 
So I don't know. I kind of just want to talk briefly about like why this negative sentiment is there or why people are afraid of it. So I know in my family, I have several, several relatives that think Carol is the devil. And I, I think part of it is that my family is quite religious. At least this particular subset of my family, these particular relatives are religious. They're Christian. And they are of the belief that tarot is like forbidden knowledge or forbidden information that was not meant for man to be dabbling with, that it's of the darkness. I kind of get where some of that sentiment comes from because, you know, the Bible does talk about forbidden knowledge and not going into those tools of divination because they're not meant to be used by man. But the reason for that was because that information was given to us in a fashion that it shouldn't have been. I think part of it too is that divination, in particular tarot, was something that didn't really take off until like the 1900s. It originally originated originally in Italy in the 1400s and then eventually it transitioned to a divination tool later and then it sort of just kind of got picked up by occult circles and witches. And I think maybe there's a stigma tied to that that might be affecting people. I, I honestly don't know. I just know that for my family, it seems to be tied to some of the things that the Bible says. And they just sort of have this belief in their heads that since that's what the Bible says, then it means that it's evil. Um, I've actually had people on Facebook like, that's so silly. Unfriend me for doing tarot. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> yes, I have. Uh, so people have their feelings about it. I think I had posted like one of my spreads and I was like, oh, look how freaking cool this is. Look how beautiful this deck is. And then like I had like dropped some friends, like lost my count went down. <laughs> my count went down. Um, but yeah, people have their sentiments around tarot depending on their, you know, traditional beliefs i honestly and i don't mean to offend anyone but i don't get i don't get it i just see it as it's either your thing or not your thing and that's fine if it's not your thing but like i have met people that was just like i don't touch it i don't go near it let's not talk about it and i'm just like we don't have to but i don't understand your sentiment well, and the thing is, is that tarot is it's a divination tool, right? It's it's meant to connect you to your intuition to get answers that are meant to help you in your spiritual journey. It's not really anything more than that. I mean, I guess it depends on how you use it, right? But there are other tools like dowsing. Um, I've seen people use what are the things that the people hold and then like the the wires they cross the rods. The rods. The rods? The, they're called dowsing rods. Yes, the dowsing rods. That's another tool of divination. Uh, other people might just have psychic abilities. I mean, I guess depending on how you look at it, that's also divination. Um, some people can talk directly to spirit. Is that also divination? I guess so. But just It's just different ways that people get answers that are meant to help them. And it's not, it shouldn't really be anything beyond that, in my opinion. 
I agree. I let's go back to Jasmine real quick because I know Tiara has tried and the pendulum just doesn't move for her. <laughs> like at all. <laughs> um my mother could douse. She just was I, I don't know if she studied it. I don't really know how she got into it. Um, but I remember seeing I'm like probably 14 13 or 14 at this point and I remember seeing the pendulum like I think on our island in our kitchen and I picked it up and I was like what is this for and my mother's like oh I use that to douse and I was like what's dowsing and she was like hold out your hand and she had me like hold out my left hand and she was like ask it a yes or no question <laughs> I was just like okay my mother's officially lost it but sure <laughs> <laughs> So, um, yeah, I don't know. I just I asked it a yes or no question. I think I she's like, ask it like, is today Tuesday? And it wasn't a Tuesday. And so I asked it like, um, is today Tuesday? And the pendulum just started moving. And she was like, wow. She was like, you're a natural. She was like, I, I don't meet too many people like who can just naturally ask it a question and have it move and give you the correct answer and I was and I was just like this is all that's to it and she was just like yeah like you're just connected to the pendulum and you're connected to the source and your frequency is high enough to move this pendulum and I and honestly guys that's how I got into dowsing I didn't know what it was I didn't know how to do it I just she just was like put it over your left hand because you always want to hold the pendulum in your dominant hand. And then your other hand is like your energy hand. And you just start asking yes or no questions. And that's what you do with the dowsing rods too. Like I know that you can also use the dowsing rods like to check. Well, you can use a pendulum too, but like you can check to see if your chakras are open or closed. Like I know that like my acupuncturist uses rods to check whether or not my chakras are open or closed or where they're at or if they're balanced. Um, And so it is a really cool divination tool, but it's mainly yes, no questions. And so I don't think it's that difficult to learn. Like, but I haven't come across anyone who, who just picks up a pendulum and it just starts working. Um, because like people have asked me about it and I just kind of show them like how I do it and what I do. And they're just like, yeah, I tried that and I couldn't get the pendulum to move. Yeah. Do you know, like happen to know why maybe some people can't get it to move? I think it has, I think, I think it has something to do with your frequency and your connection to the pendulum. Oh, okay. So it's kind of like you should connect to the pendulum like you would a tarot deck. Correct. And or you could connect to the rods, right? It's it's kind of like the same similar thing. Like you have to connect to any divination tool. You have to infuse your energy into any divination tool to figure out if it's your thing or not. You're not going to know if you do not connect to whatever you're trying to use. I have seen people do something similar with tarot, like if they're looking for numbers or numbered responses or like even someone I saw on Facebook, someone who did like, oh, what's seven times seven? And then they pulled some tarot cards and then the numbers reduced 
to 49, which is actually really freaking cool. So stuff like that can happen. Yeah. Stuff like that can happen if you're using the cards properly, if you're connected to the deck. And we've done that too. Like we've pulled numbers and reduced the numbers to get things like ages. Um, I think we have done that for, yeah, numbers of members in our soul family. And essentially all you're doing is you're just, you're adding each number together, right? So if you have one card and the number's uh, 15, and then another card and the number's 16, you would just do one plus five plus one plus six, and then that would get you the answer. Or I've seen some people do like one plus five is six, one plus six is seven, and then they add the two. so yeah, so there are different ways. There are so many different ways that you can use tarot and so many different ways that you can use divination. You just have to explore it and see what resonates for you. And not give up so easily. Yeah, don't be like most people and, you know, study like five cards and then get tired of it or frustrated because you still have like, you know, 72 more to go. <laughs> But I'm just saying, like, I know people who have, like, tried divination and they just get so frustrated with it after, like, a couple days or even a couple hours that they're like, nope, this isn't for me. Well, and that's the thing is I think you really just need to pick a divination tool that resonates and that feels right. And for me, that was tarot. And for Allie, I think that was, was that Dowsing? I can't say that. I'm not trying to sound cocky here, but I, I can't say that I put any thought into any divination tool like i think i just am a natural at a lot of things yeah well for me the tarot came naturally outside of that it was like it's work so i have tried the dowsing it it just didn't work for me i have seen some people do this is like a different culture a different culture um i've seen this in some african cultures particularly the uh, Nigerian culture mm-hmm. where they will throw out shells on the ground and then just divinate freaking anything and everything. And it's just, it's like incredible to watch. And I don't know how they're doing it, but if that's something you're into, that's something you could explore. If that resonates. See, that sounds cool. Yeah. If that sounds cool to you, then Hey, go you know, explore that. I, I honestly don't know what it's called. Um, I've also seen people do like the candle melting, like melting the candle wax onto the ground or melting the candle wax into water and being able to divinate that way. Um, some people do the tea leaf thing. I've seen some people do like where you drink from the cup and they read your lip stain lines on the cup. Like there's wild. Oh yeah, hand reading. Yeah, like, palm hand reading, reading palm, palm reading. Reads, yeah. There is so many different forms of divination out there. So, you know, you could find something that resonates for you and that aligns for you. They're not all going to. So just some thoughts, you know, when it comes to trying to find something that works. There's so many options. But we just wanted to talk about something lighter, talk about something more fun, talk about something that like we both really enjoy doing. And anyone who is interested, because I know people are interested in tarot, but I think it's 
just a little too daunting for them or they try it and if they don't pick it up right away they get frustrated and walk away from it and I'm not saying tarot has to be your thing or oracle I'm not saying any specific thing has to be your thing but we just want to encourage you guys to try just try different things and find what resonates and find what's fun like divination doesn't have to be the serious thing right it's just like make it fun because you know we already have enough serious shit going on in the world like you got to find something that just brings joy to your heart yes definitely and these days like we need that so exactly. hey if diving into divination like takes your mind away from our crumbling planet then have at it because it sure exactly. did that for me and Allie during COVID. Yo, yeah, well, it's not even just during COVID. It's like, you know, COVID on. These last four <laughs> years have just been, these last four years have been crazy. I see some people on TikTok that are like, the last year I really cared about anything was 2019. After that, everything's a blur. And I'm just like, you know what? I really feel that. I, really I think the I think the whole world feels that because like once the pandemic hit, it was just like, OK, none of you can go outside and all of you have to work from home and we're going to cut off all social events. And then it was like, oh, well, we gave away all this aid and now we have to make back all that money. So let's make the entire world suffer with inflation. Right. <laughs> oh, so it's just like. There's been no balance. And I mean, yeah, that's why I'm saying like you got to do what like brings joy to your heart that can like get your mind off of your everyday shit. Like if TR and I didn't have some of these outlets, trust us, like we would not be in a good place mentally. I'm going to tell you right now that I would probably be committed in a mental institution <laughs> And my relatives would be visiting me and waving to me through the little glass window because if they do anything else or open it, then I might hurt them or myself. Okay. That is dark. Maybe, but it's also honest. I can't say that I'd be there because honestly, like I, I still traveled during COVID. Like people would message me and be like, where are you? And I'd be like, oh, I'm in Mexico. And they'd be like, what do you mean you're not at home? Like, they thought I was weird that I wasn't at home. And I was just like, yeah. well, I'm not going to let this stop my life. I'm just going to continue to live life. And something's going to kill me. And if COVID is what kills me, then it's what kills me. But I'm not going to be afraid of it. And I'm not going to run from it. And so I traveled for 2020. And people thought I was crazy. Well, because there were so many travel restrictions, too. Yeah, so I, I found the countries, and I found the countries that didn't have travel restrictions, and I still traveled. I went to, like, four countries in 2020. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, a lot of us weren't brave enough to do that. <laughs> I, I know, I know. <laughs> so that's so, pretty amazing. So, yeah, like, I am... You know, I, I, I also know my health. I'm not looking to like, I obviously followed the restrictions in the countries that I was visiting, but I was confident that COVID wasn't going to kill me. And I figured it's probably here to stay and I'm going to catch it at some point. And if I do catch it and survive it, then I'm going to build immunity to it. So that's why I didn't let it stop my life. And I just kept traveling and I kept going into countries that were open and it was 
for I mean, it was a relatively good year for me. That's great. But like, yeah, you're right. Like since 2020, I, I think a lot of people are just kind of in this state of pause and like uncertainty and fear, which is really sad. So if going into divination helps you make sense of your life and help give you clarity, please do it. And if you need some tips or guidance, you can reach out to her, to me or Allie and we'll give you that. And breaking news, guys, we are going to do a community. We are in the process Woo-hoo! of setting it up right now. And we are we have some really fun stuff planned like we want to do like live q a sessions we want to have live events we want to do our channeling sessions and just build a community where it's like if you're curious or want to know more about us and we'll still be doing the podcast but we are both so excited for this and we can't wait to meet like-minded people and build our soul tribe absolutely so we don't have a launch date yet but in one of the future episodes we will let you guys know again it's still in the building phases right now but i am so excited about having a community for us all to come together and build a soul tribe absolutely so i hope you guys found this more interesting i'm sorry about the trauma series (laughs) um but as Tiara mentioned in the beginning of the episode, there is some wonderful like resources and information, and we kind of share out our personal stories because trauma really is intertwined in our everyday lives. It might not be the most fun to talk about, so we shifted gears, and we are so excited for our community, and we are so excited to see like what's going to be coming up in the next, because uh, it's going to be up sooner than later. I can promise you that. Awesome. So we will keep you guys posted. Anyway, we've been talking for almost an hour, so we're going to tie this up. And I hope everyone has a really great week. And thank you guys so much for tuning in, as always. And stay tuned for all the fun stuff we have in store. Yes, absolutely. Thanks, you guys. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.